Microsoft Surface tablet with the quarterback and all of that. But in Curry, you got a guy who's been there seven years. He was a receivers That's coach. Right. He was a quarterback's coach. And he was the passing game coordinator this year. It just seems like it makes sense to me. It does make sense. And and the thing is, too, is he called plays last year. Remember, he did it in the preseason game. They were like, well, we have to prepare for COVID, right? He's like, we never know when who we're going to have and who we're not going to have with COVID. So we got we got to prepare for all eventualities. Also, the thing is, like, if the Saints looked around the league, like you mentioned, they're going to have, like, 13 teams looking for offensive coordinators. There's a possibility that they were like, man, is our fifth choice better than Pete? And here's the thing. Like, if you're Dennis Allen and you're trying to get, insert whatever name you think is the best name he can get. Like, when he's doing the interview, offensive coordinator is like, who's your quarterback? He's like, you'll find out when I do, buddy. Bingo. Like, Bingo! Like it's not like it's not an appealing <laughs> job. Like it's you know it's not like like it's not an appealing job. And like the people, I mean, the thing is, it isn't even about money. Like in college, you can throw the bag at guys and get them to go to situations that aren't great, right? But like in the NFL, like coaches know, man. It's like if I go to the Saints and I'm like and I'm I'm like a fast riser and I'm a hot quarterback, so it's like Brian Johnson for the Eagles. He's like, I go to the Saints, dude. And Dennis Allen, his seat is incredibly hot, and I get canned in a year. Like, that yep. sets me back five years in my yep. trajectory to be a head coach. Like, I'm not going there. Like, listen to me. The Minnesota offensive coordinator for Kevin O'Connell, he turned the Chargers down. He was like, I don't want to go to you. <laughs> right. Like, and I, we don't, we don't know, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but just looking on the surface, you're like, you could coach Justin Herbert, man. Yeah. You get the Chargers to 13 and 4. You're fast-tracked to a head coaching job. And he's like, no thanks, bro. I'm, I'm staying with Kirk Cousins. Like, that's the market the Saints were going to go into right. if they were going to get an offensive coordinator. Like, So, like, Mickey Loomis, give them a little credit. They did second-order thinking. They're like, well, okay, we fire Pete. What's next after that? And the thing is, I told people on Twitter, they got mad at me. It's like, Gus, here's the thing. I didn't get upset about Pete saying. I mean, some, we make some jokes because we always make jokes. That's how we cope with terrible football, right? But the thing is, whether they have Pete Carmichael or your favorite, insert your favorite name, like the issues are still the same. It's who's going to be quarterback? How are you going to fix the offensive line? Who are you going to get to be another running back? Because Alvin Kamara can't run through, between the tackles. Who are you going to have to be a contested catch wide receiver? Like all the problems would have been there with a new offensive coordinator, and they're all the same. Right. Either Dennis Allen gets them fixed, and they win, or he doesn't, and he gets fired next January, and we mash the reset button until it breaks. Yep, and you're picking in a top five. That's what I said two weeks ago. I'm like, I'm completely <laughs> fine with it. You know, and look, bring in Taysom Hill. Have him be, say, you're going to compete for a starter. I mean, you know, do it with whoever it is you're bringing, whether it's Andy or somebody else. But along those lines, too, as you're saying, Ralph, with, with OC, I apply as well to quarterback, right? I mean, if we're like, we'll bring in Teddy Two, is Teddy Two Gloves better than Andy and Taysom and what he does with this offense? Again, time and place and what you're doing. And when you start, you know, giving me names of second to third tier QBs, dude, I, like I said, run it back. They stink. You draft high. Well, I think the one thing, the one caveat that I, I, I agree with your, your, your theory and your plan. The one caveat, Gus, is if we're going to run it back with Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill and they're going to try to get a running back, the thing that I need, I need Sean Payton to go to Houston. And I need that 33rd pick and I need the Cleveland 2024 first. That way, if it goes completely off the rails with the Saints, 
I can hate watch the Saints and want them to get a top-five pick, and we can all hate watch Deshaun Watson. And we can just double down and root for Cleveland and Deshaun Watson with Massage Man to fail and the Saints to fail. We can have two top-five picks, and we can just reset it all in 2024. Get uh, Caleb Williams and be on our merry way. Like, that's what I need to happen if we're going to run it back with Andy Dalton. So there was a a very unfortunate thing that took place in Charlotte. A member of the soccer team passed away and had an accident, a boating accident. So Tepper was set to interview Sean Payton today. He's back in Charlotte dealing with the soccer team, so that didn't happen yet. Um, But yesterday on the show, John Forcade, myself, and Scott kind of went through the Carolina option. And I got to tell you, it's very... It's a very plausible option if I'm Sean Payton. I have a billionaire that's willing to give me whatever I want. If my range is 20 to 25, which I don't think coincidentally came out this week, um, he probably says, here's 26, right? Um, he's going to get the power. There's a brand new facility being built, training facility. He has a young defense, JC Horn, a couple of young stars, kind of very similar to like, well, you know, your lockdown corner like Lattimore and stuff. Good running backs. I can go get a receiver or draft one. And look, Sam Darnold with Steve Wilkes was playing decent football, but he can go, go find his quarterback because apparently per report, Tepper's willing to say, bring Tom Brady in. So, I mean, when you add all of that together, dude, and then you look at the division, that guy's looking at the head coaches that he's going to be facing, and he's laughing because he knows he can beat them. But 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 here's here's the thing, and I, if you told me Sean Sean Payton and Tom Brady are going to go to Carolina, and the Saints are going to get the full Gruden for Carolina, like they're going to give the Saints the ninth pick and their and, and their second round pick this year. And their first and second round pick next year, I do it. One because it, it blocks Sean Payton from moving on. If Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, what is he going to get one year out of him? Two right. years, okay. Then he, so Sean Payton's blocked from getting his young franchise quarterback, and he gives the Saints an opportunity to get a franchise quarterback. That's the one thing that if he goes to Carolina, Mickey Loomis absolutely cannot do. You cannot have Sean Payton in Carolina with a pass to get a good young quarterback. You right. cannot have it. Like That has to be blocked. But also, Gus, like, I'm not afraid of it. I think it would be incredibly fun, and it would be, Gus, it would be the ultimate test case of what matters more, the coach or a pile of draft picks. Yep. And you would have these two teams trying yep. to figure it out. Now, would the, the Saints could be like the Raiders when the Raiders got – a ton of picks for Amari Cooper and Cleo Mack and, and John Gruden. Basically, like he would have done better if he would have just had my son just names out of a hat, <laughs> right? right? Um, so it could it could go horribly wrong. But yeah. also, like the Saints could get CJ Stroud. They could get you know maybe if they bomb next, they could get Caleb Williams, the guy from uh, the guy from North Carolina who I have Drake Drake. I forget his last name, but they they right. have like options, and it would be incredibly incredibly fun. Mm-hmm. I still think when it's all said and done, that, like I just think Denver has a has a desperation that Carolina doesn't have because Carolina, the calculus for them, right, Gus is is Sean Payton is having him coach, having him as our coach, is that more valuable than the opportunity to get a young franchise quarterback? Because if they're picking at nine, they could get Stroud, they could get Young, they could trade yeah. up, right, or they could get Will Levis. So like is 
is Sean, is Sean Payton more valuable than the opportunity lottery chance Good point. to get a franchise? Yeah, and it comes down to whether or not Carolina wants to establish a culture. Yeah, that's right. And the, but the thing is, I just think I just keep going back to Denver because Denver they are locked into Russell Wilson, like they're married to him and committed. Like they, that's got to work, right. and they got to get somebody in there that can be like Russ. All your weirdness and you're having your own office and your own trainer, like that's <laughs> over, buddy. And like Sean Payton's the only guy that I think can do it. So they have a desperation that, yeah. that that I think Carolina won't have when it comes push comes to shove. And like once Walmart decides they want Sean Payton, I don't care how much money Tepper's got. It's freaking Walmart, man. Oh boy. I, I just started but thinking you, you know, I just started thinking of Russell Wilson's video and his in his nickname. <laughs> You're like me though. Secretly secretly kinda. You want the full Gruden, though, don't you? Like, I you're, do. like even I though do. you know it might not. I do. Like, it's, I'll go on record. It's probably a bad idea. I have lots of bad ideas that I want to say to you. Like, it's probably a bad idea having to face something twice a year. But the, the the full Gruden, the pile of picks that's a mop, that's a, that's into the that reaches to the sun. Like, it's just so <laughs> irresistible, guys. I just want. I just want to. I just want to bathe in the picks, like Scrooge McDuck in the, in the gold. Dive in and, and swim around in all the picks. Ralph Marlboro, as always, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you, man. I'm glad you're feeling better and uh, enjoy this weekend's games. Thank you, sir. Yep. At Saints right, Forecast. Sir, talk to you next week. For sure is the all way right. to follow Ralph. <laughs> Who knows what will happen by the time we talk next week. Quick break. We come back. Rafael Esparza. We'll go over to playoff games next on ESPN New Orleans. It's Gus Kattengel with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bien View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't miss it. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Oh, oh,
talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN1003.com. Mr. Raphael Esparza, VSI.sports. Way to chime into the conversation. You missed a very fun and lively show yesterday at Katie, sir. Missed it. Yeah, I wish I was able to go, but uh, you you see my emails that come through. I was a little bit busy with a whole bunch of betting prep bets uh, yesterday. So, uh, and I didn't have enough lunch money. I know Scott's probably listening. The last time I was there, uh, I just my wife didn't give me any lunch money yesterday. Hey, let me ask you, what's going on in Michigan, man? They fired Matt Weiss amid the computer access crimes investigation. Apparently, when he was changing, changing little grades over there. Um, Jim Harbar not telling the truth. Talks have stalled with an extension between him and Michigan. What's going on? Uh, what's going on? And, and it's, it, that happens in every university, pretty much. I mean, he just that that guy just got caught. I mean, you don't think athletes get their grades changes from Never. maybe a plus to a, a minus to a plus? Nope. Uh, they just got they just got nipped in a little butt. They got caught. So uh, now it's going to be very interesting because I know he's turned down a couple of NFL jobs already, uh, Harbaugh. Uh, and does he really want the leftovers, uh, of the almighty Sean Payton since he's the greatest head coach to ever uh, live that everyone he is. wants? He is. is he going to take his leftovers? Remember, especially if you do any hits in Carolina, Houston, or Denver, they should be thankful. They should go make the move now and give up everything. Okay. Just remember. Give, give up everything. Yeah. I give yeah. Sean Payton's worth at least 10 for, uh, 10 for, uh, for there time. we go. Just make sure you have that written on a sticky note every time you do a hit in those cities. Um, when you look at some of the other things in and around the league there as well, though, is it, is it crazy? I mean, the Vikings have fired defensive coordinators. Um, the Dolphins, they, they, um, fired their defensive coordinator. We have yet to find Roy. I don't know where he's at, but were you surprised they fired the DC there? Uh, a little bit, uh, but it's the NFL is a, a win now, uh, and, and I guess if you if you're an NFL team besides the Detroit Lions, you saw what the Detroit Lions did uh, uh, this year. Now it's a really win now because if the, the, one of the laughing stock teams does well in the NFL, what is my team doing? Uh, so it doesn't shock me that uh, some of these uh, offensive and defensive coordinators uh, are get let go because again, it's it's a win now league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt. So let's look at the games coming up here over the weekend. And it starts with the Jags and Chiefs tomorrow, 3.30 NBC. Kansas City, nine-point favorites. I think KC wins, so I'm asking you about the points. The points too many? Yes. I mean, we've seen KC struggle uh, in playoff games where they have to come from behind and win that game. And I've said this before, where I'm going to get fined again for making fun of Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever play. He's going to surpass Tom Brady as the GOAT because Casey and Patrick Mahomes can't do anything wrong. That's what we're supposed to say for media. But I would not be shocked if Jacksonville makes this a very, very, very close game. I have Kansas City winning by four points or less on this one. But, wow. I mean, their last ten games, Kansas City's only covered two of them. So it's not like they're covering machines. In the last ten games Jacksonville played, they've covered seven. So... Uh, I'll take the plus points. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, Giants and Eagles. I feel like no one's really given the Giants a shot here. I didn't uh, against the, the, the Vikings. I wouldn't say give them a shot. I, I thought they'd lose. But Daniel Jones played very well. This is a different animal, though, right? The Eagles, I, I think, are, I mean, they are, I mean, they have been a better team throughout the season. No one ever wanted to really buy 
the Vikings. I think this is too much here for the Giants, 7-15 on Fox, but Philly's a 7.5-point favorite. I, I think the Eagles win and cover. Well, I think the Giants over the Phillies, but uh, the Eagles, yeah, Eagles, he said, seven, he said the seven and a half. This is way too high. I, I just think if the Giants can run the ball with not only Barkley, but with Jones, them keeps the Eagles offense on the sidelines watching. Plus, seven, that half a point is huge, I believe, in this game. I think Giants are playing really good football. And how healthy is one of the MVP candidates, uh, the quarterback of the Eagles? Uh, how healthy is he in this game? I don't think he's. Close to 100%. I'd be shocked if he's 70% really? in this game. Uh, I like the Giants. They've covered eight out of their last ten. Uh, give me the plus points, seven and a half. I think the Eagles win this game, but if there's, I think one road team wins, uh, and would not be shocking if it's this one. So you don't think it's the Bengals and a very suspect offensive line for Joe Burrow. Five and a half point underdogs at Buffalo, 2 p.m. Sunday. Joe Burrow is going to look like Forrest Gump uh, on Sunday, running around for his life uh, on that one because that offensive line is all banged up. I mean, offensive line played much better this year than they've had in a year, but they just now just suffering some really, really bad injuries. And let's say Buffalo. I'm telling you, Buffalo's wounded, wounded Bill will be somewhere alive on the sidelines or somewhere. He'll, they'll come out. They need the crowd for this game, divisional playoffs. Uh, he will be there to pump this up. I think Buffalo, I say get it now. This one will go to six. Would not be shocked if it goes to six and a half. Wow. Uh, I say grab Buffalo now because the public's going to be all over Buffalo. Sorry, Scott, who's now, who's a Who Day fan. Yes. Yeah. Long time Who Day fan. Remember, remember. Yeah, Founding time, yeah. member of the Bengals New Orleans Who Day chapter. Uh, yeah, Cowboys and 49ers, 530 on Fox. San Francisco four point favorite here. I guess I just kind of keep wondering, can Brock Purdy continue to throw for 300 yards and, and just keep playing that way? The Cowboys have a much better defense than some of the teams that they've been beating. Um, so, man, could the Cowboys win on the road? No. I, I think if there's one ugly game, I think it could be this one. I, I, I'm so impressed with Purdy and the, in a sense of 49ers. And McCaffrey. McCaffrey's been huge. And I'm not even talking about the other weapons that San Francisco has on offense. Uh, the short rest for Dallas. Uh, San Francisco got to stick around at home, eating clam chowder in bed, waiting for this game to start for seven days. We already know the rest of Dallas has not gotten. I like San Francisco. And I think this one, I think the 49ers could win by double digits. And it's what I like San Fran. And if I'm a, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, Call San Francisco because what are they going to do with Trey Lance? If Purdy wins this game, either Purdy loses in the Super Bowl or loses in the conference championship, there's no way they're benching him. Trey Lance could be on the market. Call San Francisco because you don't know what you get. I am confused. You think Trey's on the market and not Garoppolo? You think they keep Jimmy? Both of them. No, both of them are on the market. I think if, if he wins, goes to the conference championship or even goes to the Super Bowl unless they lose the Super Bowl, you can, you have two great trading aspects and then you can trade both of them and then maybe grab a veteran quarterback, maybe a Jameis or something like that, the back Purdy up just in case he gets hurt. But you have two assets that can get you a lot, a lot of stuff. I agree. Uh, I think Jimmy G and Trey Lance could be both gone in a sense of if Purdy uh, can get to the conference championship, win it, or let's say gets to the Super Bowl and loses it or wins it. There's no way they're going to get a hit and let him not be the starting quarterback next Look, year. Look, he's got to win a couple of games here, but would that surpass Brady's Super Bowl win here in New Orleans in terms of story? I'm not talking about his career. He's still the GOAT. I'm not calling him the GOAT. But that year where he comes in for Bledsoe, 
Um, and, oh, and then winds far. up winning. But, you know, that was a game that, look, that was a team that was led by its defense. It was a field goal. You know, they did that. But I, I think what Purdy's doing is even more remarkable. That, that was surpassed with Brady. I can't wait to watch the Purdy movie because I still can't believe I had to sit down and watch the Kurt Warner horrible yes. movie that they made about him. This Purdy movie <laughs> is going to be much better than the horrible Kurt Warner movie. Who plays Brock Purdy? Uh, maybe Carver. Carver Cattengale will play Brock Purdy. <laughs> I think Carver will play. All right. Um, a couple of NBA games for you, all right? Not that Scott's uh, back on, on the wagon here. He's not. He refuses to do so, but others may. Pelicans and Magic tonight, 6 p.m. Central. New Orleans now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. We were one-point favorite, I think, earlier this morning. Yeah, and this one will climb to two. Uh, I've seen the money come in. I, I've seen the money come in on the Pels. This one will move to two probably sometime uh, early this evening. I like the Pels. I think they bounce back. Getting away from home could be probably the best thing for them. Uh, I like them winning tonight against the Magic. Okay. Um, another one of note that I'll be paying attention to here. You got the Lakers and Grizzlies. This is one of those things where you you feel dirty as a Pels fan. You, you love the Grizzlies to lose, but are they so far ahead and playing so well? They've won 11 straight where it's just, nope, we got to go back to rooting against the Lakers. But Memphis, seven and a half point favorite here. Yeah, they're seven and a half point favorite and they've been winning a lot of games, but they're not covering. Right. A lot of games. They've only covered four out of their last six. Uh, I know one of them was a blowout win against Phoenix, which Phoenix had nobody, and a blowout win against the Pacers, and the Pacers had nobody. I think LeBron keeps us getting close. I like the Lakers to cover. Memphis wins. I say like maybe five, five or less. Nets lost their fourth straight. They're on a back-to-back. They're at Utah. That has all the makings of another L, huh? No Durant. Seven and a half point. Favorite are the Jazz here. I, I'm just looking at that, and that that's a good way to maybe start paying for at least the first year of high school for Carver there, because I that's a back to back at Utah after losing yesterday. Simmons got ejected. Like that, that's an L for the Nets, huh? That's an L, and I'm tired of the talking of Ben, ben Simmons. He just needs ben do Simmons. more. He needs to do more. How about we just let him play and let him leave and fade away in the NBA? He stinks. One of the worst draft picks, one of the worst money that got people that got money got paid in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He is the Chuck Knobloch of baseball who couldn't throw to second base, the first base. Uh, no, I, I, he's got the yeeps. Get him out. I don't want, I'm, I'm done talking about him, but the Brooklyn Nets lose. All right, last one, because it's, it's not going to be one that I think a lot of fans will, will look at, but if you follow the league, I'm actually interested in this one tonight. It's at Sacramento. Pels fans now need to be paying attention to Sacramento because they tie with the Pels uh, for third. So, the Kings are 25 and 18. They host the Thunder, 22 and 23. Oh, SGA, is he comeback player of the year or something? That, that guy has been unbelievable for the Thunder. This could be one of those games where I'm looking at the over. The over under is 241 and a half. Sacramento, four and a half point favorite here. I think this is one that's like 125 to 121 or something. I love watching Kings play because they play no defense. It's like me and my brother playing <laughs> basketball, Nerf basketball in our in, in our bedrooms when we were kids where it was just no defense, just dunks on dunks on dunks. I, I like the Kings. There's a little bit soft number four, four and a half on the Kings. But I'm sorry, OKC, the most surprising team in the league. Everyone on that roster is probably one of the most surprising uh, players on that league. Not just maybe comeback player of the year. They've covered eight of their last 10, 12 of their last 14. Uh, OKC, fun team to watch. Rafael Esparza, as always, man, appreciate the time, and uh, you, you missed a really good 
sushi experience on my birthday on Tuesday. I'll send you the picture. Thanks. thanks. I'm sure it's on paper plates as well. It was on paper plates because I didn't feel like doing dishes. And Carver ate two baked salmons. He's just crushing sushi now. Just letting you know. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great weekend. There he goes. Uh, Open phone lines next on ESPN New Orleans. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Missing teeth can adversely affect speech, digestion, and how someone chews their food. Studies show that missing even a single tooth can lead to being self-conscious, feelings of depression, and low self-esteem. Tooth loss can negatively impact nutrition, as your diet may be limited to softer, often unhealthy foods. That's why dental implants are a long-term investment in your overall health. With implants, there are fewer diet restrictions, better bone preservation than dentures, and they won't affect neighboring teeth like bridges. Implants look and feel natural and can last for many years. Don't let missing teeth stop you from enjoying life. Make an informed decision. Properly placed dental implants can be a long-lasting solution for missing teeth when placed by the surgical experts. Your smile and health are too precious to trust to just anybody. Oral and maxillofacial surgeons are the trusted specialists, having undergone extensive education and training, making them the experts in face, mouth, and jaw surgery. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800 you like to chime into the conversation, in case you missed it, Professor did come up with the, uh, the Welcome Back song. If you'd like to hear it, we'll play that again here. Uh, in case you missed it, and take your phone calls. What do you think, Saints fans? How you feeling? I've given you my theory on it. It's a way to maybe not uh, worry, perhaps, about P. Carmichael coming back, if you are one of those Saints fans that did not want him to come back. Um, I. What if he kind of goes back to what he was doing? Trusted, valued member of helping come up with game plans and things of that nature. Ronald Curry, member of the staff for seven years, calling plays for the senior bowl on one of the on, on one of the teams and was the passing game coordinator his past season. He's been a receivers coach. It just makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Right? But this is the professor. Um his version on Welcome back. Welcome back. Kick you out. Welcome back. Though we still don't know what all that's 
the blaze may change when the season's out. And they still brought you back for a second round. Why we making each other? Why we making each other? Back here when we don't need you. Back here when we don't need you. Can't be losing a lot if you want to keep your spot, but welcome back. It is, Professor. Letting you know how uh, how maybe some Saints fans feel. Tony, what you got for us today, sir? Yeah, Gus, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Good show as always. Thank you, man. Look, man, uh, Pete Carmichael. I'm going to compare him, mm-hmm. and I talked to a lot of friends at work. They said that's a very good comparison. I remember when Jim Mora was a coach years ago, and I think he was on his staff, the offensive coordinator that was terrible, and they would never get rid of him. Carl, Carl Smith. Smith. <laughs> Carl Smith. Pete Carmichael is the next Carl Smith. I mean, I just can't understand after learning under an offensive genius mm-hmm. like Sean Payton and you watch Pete Carmichael on the sideline, yeah. has he not learned anything from this man? So, Tony, that's why I'm kind of presenting the theory that I have, right? And I've been using the different analogies to kind of compare it to it. I, I, I don't think – it's almost like whether it's with Gentry or either – on the Pell side of things, you know, with um, with it, some of the other coaches didn't work out. I, they know basketball. I think Car- Carmichael knows football. He knows this offense. You're right. He, he's been enough on the Sean Payne where I, I think he, he he's a smart guy. But it's kind of like what I was talking about with Scott Craig here. You know, I I can know recipes and food and stuff, but, but can I cook under pressure? Like, am I a sous chef, but then on Saturday night – Here's my chance to step in and be the chef. Can I handle that? And and I think when it comes to Pete, it's not just per se the play call. Because there were a lot of instances, Tony, where the play call was right. The players didn't execute, you know? I mean, in that last game, Taysom Hill's wide open. He's lined up as a receiver. Andy Dalton didn't see him. He didn't throw him the ball, and he's wide open in the end zone, right? And then there's other instances where the Tampa game happens. It's third and one. You have to understand the moment of the game. Sean said it on the Colin Coward Show months ago. When you play certain players, certain quarterbacks, you have to coach aggressive. And that comes from that play caller. The problem I think that he had that makes me think that he's just maybe not the guy for that situation or that environment is personnel groupings. It's not so much as the play call works, right? I mean, the onside kick in the Super Bowl, if it doesn't work, or we talked about Sean Payton as the greatest play caller of all time, right? It just worked. But it's the understanding of in that game, though, Tony, as I've brought up, the two-point conversion. The audio, when he was mic'd up, Sean Payton says, give me Lance. He knew who he wanted, what he wanted, flipped the card, 
looked at the plays that featured Lance Moore. And when you look at that third and one against Tampa, his personnel grouping had on the sideline Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the play per Andy Dalton was to the fullback. Like I, that, that's not understanding it, right? So that's why my theory is what if he just goes back to what he was doing? Helping develop the game plan, helping on at practicing, but Ronald Curry is that guy that maybe knows analytics, knows this, and, you know, is that guy that calls the plays. And he's the guy that does that, as opposed to now competing with nine to ten teams that need an offensive coordinator. So I, I think I'm just trying to plausibly explain why they didn't get rid of him. I think they value him. I think they think he does a good job. Maybe that's just the wrong position. Does that make sense, Tony? Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, when, when fans sit at home and, 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 you know, we become an armchair quarterback or we pay good money and, and, and go sit in the stands and you go, hey, wait a minute. Right. Why did Carmichael just call that play right up the middle with Alvin Kamara and they were stuffed? And then what does he do? A play later, he calls the same. Come on, man, run him around the end or something. You know, I mean, that's just that's no, I, just, I, just I, crazy Tony, when, when he calls those type of plays. Tony, I'm with you, and that's why I'm saying it's 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 harder to maybe be in that situation where the play call, you know, the play clock is there. It is tick tock twelve eleven. The good thing about Sean is he was two three games ahead. The good play callers, they're 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 ahead. I mean, you, you've. Heard in the past when Drew and Sean were together that they literally were thinking about what they were going to call in the third quarter and set it up using plays in the first and second. Knowing it may or may not get you five, ten yards. It's fine. Here's a look. Here's a look again. Here's a look again. The DC now thinks, okay, so when we see that formation, that's the play they're going to call. And on the fourth time in the fourth quarter, seven minutes to play, it's a play action. And it gets you on top. That's Sean. That's Drew. So it's understanding how to do that and want it. I Look, I, I'm there, right? I would love to think that I, I could host a major market talk show. I don't know if I can or not. I'd like to think I can, but it's different. It's different. Being a national show, it's different. Yet more national topics that would interest me. The the amount of listeners, the amount of people that may not like. I mean, it, it's different. It's different, right? And that's what I'm saying. That's why some coaches prefer staying at a smaller school, smaller market. And and you go back to he didn't apply for it. Dennis Allen tried to convince him. So I guess I'm just trying to piece things together to make sense. They value him. They like him. They think that he knows what he's doing to an extent, right? And you're not going to tell him, hey, please come be our offensive coordinator and convince him to do the job if you didn't think that he knew the offense or that he has some value to it. I mean, he's not around as long as he does if Sean doesn't think he's helping. I mean, we've seen Sean Payton move on from coaches. We've seen Sean Payton move on from players. If Pete Carmichael didn't provide anything, he wouldn't have been here. He wouldn't be the longest coach in the building. He has the longest tenure. So the organization values him. Mickey values him. They're like, hey, sometimes, as General D once said, maybe sometimes you get promoted and it out, 
It, it puts you out of your comfort zone. And I think that's, that's how I make sense of this. Because yes, on the surface, he shouldn't be here. Right? The job the offense did, the way things gone, you wouldn't look at it like that. So if he's still here, it's one of two things. They went with the excuse of everything. Injuries. Quarterback play. Injuries. Quarterback play. I mean, just go over and over again. Hey, some of these games we had it, but we just didn't close in the fourth. That's just bad luck. I mean, like, we're right there. I think that is part of it. I think they, they think they're closer than maybe some, some feel. But I think that's what makes sense to me. Hey, Pete, how about just go back to what you were doing? And somebody who we value, somebody that is seen as a rising coach in this league, who's coached receivers, who's coached quarterback. Remember, we're about to be drafting or going and get a new quarterback. Well, your quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator is calling plays for the senior bowl. He's in the house. He's in the building. Do we want to trust a tight ends coach, a running backs coach, a wide receiver coach on another team? Because it's going to be second or third tier now. You have 10 teams looking for an offensive coordinator. And hope that that person can do what I think that building feels they know what this person can do. They work with him. They know him. He's been there seven years. They're going to go with either Ronald Curry or Pete Carmichael over a women of prayer on somebody else that they don't know. Because, yeah, it is bunker mentality now for Dennis Allen. He knows they have to play well and win next season or he's gone. So I think that's what they went. I know this guy, you know, I, I again, I don't know anything about it. I haven't announced anything. It just makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense, and I could be wrong. They could go to the senior bowl here and find a, a different offensive coordinator or a guy like that. They may still make a move. Pete Carmichael may go with Sean Pate. Never know. Sports Takeover continues next on ESPN. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. No way. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Even though I'll be 50 years old here, it doesn't mean that I'm like an old guy. I I just don't do certain things. And I was having a conversation with a younger uh, kid, uh, 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 in fact, a 10-year-old kid. And we were just having a conversation because I was joking around with him, my son, about where I met his mom at on the, on the internet. I said, oh, I, I found her on the internet. You know, it was just one of those situations. And then he got into, wait a minute, the internet? How did you find, what do you mean? Uh-huh. And then he said, um, on Tinder. And I'm like, what the hell you know about Tinder? <laughs> you know, and I don't know, I don't even know what the app looks like. Why would you ever, because it's psychos, man. Uh-huh. Some weird people out there in the world. Yeah. Like, it, 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 as far as we know, I could be talking to you on the other end, but I'm actually thinking it's something else. And then all of a sudden, it's Freddie Coleman. 
TJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline and also Guest Line as the professor joins us here as well. We'll take your phone calls. Coming up, Jim Ike can offer top of next hour. Pels at the Magic now one and a half point favorites. Nick, that's a must win, right? I mean, I, I know I, I wouldn't say a must win in terms of like your season's over, so but uh, that, that's one you have to have. Uh, I know Willie Green and players are talking about that earlier this week. Winning games, you have to win. You're you're ten wins better than Orlando in the win loss margin. You just that's one you have to win. I mean, Vegas not very confident here, one point one and a half point favorite, but that's one you have to win. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to call a game a must win in right. January. With such a long season, it's not even the all-star break, but I absolutely understand the sentiment and I get it, man. With the skid that they've been on, uh, falling to what they're still fourth right now, right? Uh, in the Western Conference, I believe, uh, still trying to hang on to that fourth spot. They don't yeah. want to slip further than that. Right. Kings so, and them have their, yeah. So yeah. they're, they're both six back. Sacramento's 25 and 18, New Orleans 26 and 19. Mm-hmm. So they played so, two more games. Yeah, they don't they don't want to slip any farther than that, I believe. Slippage. And I, yeah. when <laughs> when the <laughs> when we talked about the injuries, especially uh when Z went out, you don't want to fall farther than six, right? You don't want to fall right. past but I don't really believe that you want to go to five right now. Well, you kinda of wanna stay in the top four. Well look at this. You're, so you're two and a half above the Mavericks. You're three and a half, almost four games um above Utah and six. Denver, who's a top of the division of the conference, they've won eight straight. Memphis, a half game back, has won 11 straight. Sacramento, who's now third, has won five straight. So, again, you got to get on these win streaks. I think the Pels will get back on that once they get their players back. The three teams I just mentioned, they're not injured. That's why they're winning. Dallas, um... Their head coach questioned their energy in a loss by eight to Atlanta on Wednesday, as I talked about yesterday. But as Todd says, Dallas just came off the same road trip that the Pels have been on. So there you go. Utah missed a lot of their players. Remember they were like one or two? They dropped all the way to like ten. They're now back at six. Why? They're healthy. I mean, (laughs) it's just it literally is about health right now in the league at this point in time. Hey, the NFL playoffs, though, I, I know your Bills. Right? Taking on the Bengals. I, I, I think that's the game of the week for me. Oh, no question. No question. And really, Cowboys Niners, I think, is going to be a good one, too. Um, if we're looking at our poll 
on the Twitter page. Cause you know, we got every, the, we're fighting for the chance to go to the AFC championship game. So we'll look at the top two picks in each poll as the prediction of our listeners as to who they believe is going to be in the AFC and NFC championship game. Uh, and right now we're looking at on the AFC side, the Bengals, uh, have 46% of the vote. Uh, the Chiefs have 33% of the vote, vote and the Bills have 20%. Jacksonville with a big old squad douche. Uh, nobody believing that the Jags, even though they're playing with house money against the Kansas City Chiefs, nobody believing the Ch- the Jags are going to come out and win that game. So right now our listeners believe it'll be Cincinnati and Kansas City in the AFC oh, champion. Wow. wow. Uh, which, which is very plausible. Uh, the Bengals have looked great so far. A couple questions about their offensive line and the injuries to the offensive line and whether right. or not they Joe Burrow right now because I know at the beginning of the season they did have trouble protecting him and keeping him upright, but they have they they fixed that well, in the last season. So we'll they, see. They have, but they're missing three starters on the offensive line because of injury now. Yeah. So and uh, it's going to help them that Von Miller is not there I agree. because if Von Miller was still healthy and on the defensive line for the Bills, that would be a huge concern. But I still think it's a huge concern because the defensive line for the Bills right. has Ed Oliver, uh, Greg Russo, uh, you've got uh, Matt Milano, who's been doing really well from the linebacker position uh, for the Bills, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, they've got guys that can come after the quarterback, and they will hound Joe Burrow. So we'll see how that all pans out on Sunday. On the NFC side, uh, everybody's looking at the Niners. you got 50% of the vote uh, saying that the Niners are going to come out of the NFC and uh, head to the championship game. And then the Cowboys – uh, at 28.6%. So you, you, you got most of the people, half of your people, uh, saying that the Niners are going to come out on top in that one, but some giving faith to the Cowboys at 21.4% saying the Eagles, uh, even though, uh, their opponent, the Giants, uh, has a big old goose egg. Uh, next to their name on the poll. Nobody thinking that the Giants are going to make it past this round as well. So really Jacksonville okay. and New York are your teams that people are thinking aren't going to win, uh, this weekend, which is the betting odds would echo that as well. But right now we're looking at Niners and Bengals, uh, as your top two teams from each side. So a big topic on the ESPN audio vault that might play some of these coming up in hour number three. Is Josh Allen in the turnover thing? He, he throws picks. He's been turning the ball over earlier in this year too. And I think it's something too. He runs a lot, right? A lot of times put himself at risk. Um, Bart Scott says Josh Allen reminds him of Cam Newton. What do you say to that? I've heard that comparison. Uh, I think especially early in Cam's career. Uh, it was a lot of what Josh was doing, but it, I think they're pointing more at some of the mistakes that he made, but even Cam Newton made it to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's just, you, it's hard, man, uh, when they make that kind of comparison, because I think that it's, it's fair, but if you, if you look at the last game specifically, Josh Allen was the third leading rusher on the team. You know, Devin Singletary, James Cook getting a lot more carries, uh, here in the last part of the season than that first game in the playoffs. So, it, I mean, it's a fair comparison, but I don't know if it's necessarily accurate. Right. Uh, because of, you know, the passing part of it. I think even though Josh, Josh Allen uses his legs a lot, he's still a really good passer and he's just got a rocket arm and can launch it. And, 
I, so we'll, you know, it, the, I think the comparison's fair. I think it's fair. I think, I, I try not to let my fandom yeah. come out when I hear stuff like that because I think the comparison <laughs> is fair. But then as a Bills fan, I'm like, man, come on. Let's okay. just, let, just let Josh be Josh. Let, just let Josh cook. Come on. So, so we'll, we'll, you got some pretty good quarterbacks in here as well. And then there's Brock Purdy. I can almost make the case and argument that I might trust him more than some of the other big name ones like Allen. And what I mean by that is they take more risks, right? And things I answer what I've seen with Brock Purdy is he's going to do exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. He's right. I mean, like seriously, like it's crazy when you think of Trevor Lawrence, number one pick, Pat Mahomes, MVP, you know, Daniel Jones was a high first round pick. Jalen Hurts might be this year's MVP Burrow. We just mentioned Josh Allen. Dak's gotten paid, and then there's Brock Purdy. It's really incredible when you compare the other quarterbacks in the postseason here on Saturday and Sunday compared to Brock Purdy and what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, Purdy, you can say that it's a, a, a product of the system and product of the people who are around him and his coach and his offense and everybody who's surrounding him and having a great defense on the other side. But when you look at his stats and what he was able to do, especially in that first game against the Seahawks, we had three pass and one rushing, right. you know, he's been playing outstanding football since he's been in. And if you look at some of the other quarterbacks who are in the playoffs, you would have to say that these are some top tier guys. You know, it goes to say, you know, you want to have a top tier quarterback on your team. If you want to be successful and make this kind of run in the playoffs, Jalen Hurts has been that guy, MVP candidate. Dak Prescott, ever since he came back from injury, has looked pretty good. Uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. He's looked better as the season progressed, and he looked pretty good in that first playoff game against the Vikings. Joe Burrow, we already know what he's about. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, we already know what he's about. Josh Allen, he's a guy that people were talking about as an MVP candidate at the beginning of the season. And Trevor Lawrence has looked better this season with Doug Peterson as his coach and finally started to look like the number one pick that we saw him being, that, that he was when he got drafted. So it's, you see really good quarterback play all throughout the playoffs right now. Right. And right now you would say to yourself, which quarterback do I have more confidence in? All right. 245, we'll come back to you. I need picks when we do that. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey. 